Hello everyone, welcome. Please settle down and take your seats. Tonight is 9 p.m. Four hours till Halloween. First of all, I'd like to thank this amazing venue. Please put your hands together for the Manchester Apollo. Thank you for having us. But now, please let me introduce Harrison Wilde and Jordan Shenson, the Grief Burrito! are back for the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> the only season. The only season I care about. The Juan. How the fuck are you? I am not bad. I'm in a little bit of pain. You are, honest. yeah. Yeah, it's been a... We, we took a break, didn't we? It was supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've worked for 44 days non-stop yeah. and Jordan broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> not quite broke neck, but... You, you pretty much broke your neck. Yeah, so I think I've got a trap nerve or something between my shoulder blades or on my neck or some bullshit. Some bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, I've been in pain and off work. So. I've just been loving it playing games. That's all I've been done. playing Stardew Valley for like 14 hours a yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on mobile. It is amazing. Yeah. And also, my life is gone. Yeah, that's all he's done. He's telling me about his virtual wife who's been looking after animals and stuff <laughs> yeah well oh, i got up early and fed the animals it's like you could have watered the fields yes <laughs> god damn it uh, right i think we should introduce it so this is your first time with us we're a comedy game in a movie podcast you've joined us on our spookiest month we usually have a monthly paranormal episode uh, but for the whole month of october we're going to be going to all kinds of spooky stuff for every episode and we've got some amazing guests lined up haven't we we do we've got a bunch of them and i cannot wait to talk to each and every one of them we've got bottom of the stream we've got night guys we've got the ronin geeks i know I think it's going to be about six hosts on that episode. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Be I'm going to love editing that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the Halloween clock that we're going to do? We're trying to... Oh, yeah, definitely. So what we're thinking of doing is, well, I've been feeling like I'm ready for Halloween since on the 1st of October, I did a fart and it smelled like pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm in this. I'm so ready. It's in me. I'm in. It's out now, out for everyone to enjoy. Yes, yeah, so what, what we're thinking, we're going to do a bit of a countdown to Halloween. So we've got four episodes coming up. Uh, the fourth episode should come out the day before Halloween, so it's all ready for you guys. And if that would be 12 on the midnight clock, so this episode would be 9 p.m. Ooh. 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 Those spooky clocks counting down. So I'm going to put some nice chimes in, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's what I'm thinking so far for that. So we'll see yeah. what we can do to get spookier as we get close and close. So much spook. So much spook. Spook. Well, like I said, we've got the paranormal episodes, paranormal spookies. We're going to do a mini spooky every episode. We're going to break down a famous horror film that now Jordan has seen. We've been breaking through. Finally. Finally. So we have watched The Thing. We have watched The Shining. We've got The Terminator. And we've also got Alien. Yeah, man. We've got so, yeah. many films. All the films beginning with The. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, spooky games oh and spooky games yes on the youtube channel we're also going to be playing uh, outlast yes which is going to be horrible because it's my first time playing it so i'm sure i'm going to enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> if you saw our dead, dead space playthroughs yeah i don't cope well with spooky games so make sure to check us out at youtube.com yeah. oh, resident evil 7 as well yeah, like we i said we, i can just absolutely plow through that yeah 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 you said you can do the speed run of that so yeah we could do that too uh, speed run is a very generous run. term <laughs> for what is me just knowing shit. Yeah, yeah, well, it's close enough. Uh, I've also got to give a quick shout out before we start to James Aston, who's one of our Patreon subscribers and he's one of our very good friends. He uh, 
he finished his sleeping outside with a, a homeless children's charity. It was very cold, apparently. Yeah. But he apparently did get a burrito delivered to him. <laughs> <laughs> the true homeless experience. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Trash burrito. Yeah, he's raised nearly a thousand quid. Thousand wow, quids. Wow, that's yeah. really good, man. One thousand pounds for all you people who don't know what quids are. And uh, he came to see me yesterday and he actually bought a new jacket. So after the cold event. Of course. Yeah, after the cold yeah, event. He should have yeah. done it before, really, but never mind. Genius. So, yeah, well done, James. Brain. <laughs> you're, a, you're a brave man for doing that. Yeah, definitely. Incredible yeah. cause for that. Because yeah. so it's just started to get up. real cold. The other morning when I got off of work, it was two degrees. Oh, two yeah. Celsius. So for people who work in Fahrenheit. So, should we get into some spookies? Spoop. Buckle up to your seats. Oh, no, don't, don't. It's time. Is it? What time is it? For spooky. Spooky. Burrito. Stop it now. I'm actually dead scared. Spoop. Oh, why did we say we were going to start? Wait, I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting lost now. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we we spent a load of time planning, having a coffee, getting snacks. Yeah. And we we're like, right, we're all ready. And we sat down. <laughs> we and just we just kind of went like... for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the mini spooky for today. Okay. Is going to be doppelgangers. <gasps> Double gangsters. Double gangsters, yeah. Fucking riding into town. Boop, whip, boop, whip. <laughs> <laughs> With us watching the thing and going to be talking about the thing as well today, breaking it down, I thought it was a great topic for the spooky to be doppelgangers. Um, I don't know if you've, any of your listeners or if you, Jordan, had listened to the episode of The Odder Limits that I guested on. Uh, it was about two months ago, I think it was. And we did an episode on doppelgangers. Right. So we spoke about a couple of different stories on there. Um, but this one I've found since that, so I didn't hear this one then, but it really caught my attention because it's got a bit of like sci-fi to do with it as okay. well. Like it feels a bit like, Ooh, really? Are you okay? you got questions? Quick question for you and everyone on here. Mm -hmm. Have you ever got a phone call from your own phone number to your own phone number? Yeah. Did you answer it? No. No, neither did I. It was a missed I. call. I got a phone call off of my own number when I was like 15. Yeah, it was years and ago. And I was just sat there in. just like... Well, I was with mates, and they were like, answer it. I was like, no. It might be my own death calling. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, is that Mr. Shenton? Uh, Sometime, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I've got an old-timey accent. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty... See, that's... I'm glad you brought that up, because that's kind of what I'm going to be going into. I'm getting good at these, aren't I? Know, you are good. I'm glad you keep bringing these up. I know, yeah. Uh, so, do you know the, 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 pronect, the correct pronunciation of doppelgangers? Uh, Duplaganga. You're close. It's Duplaganga. Wow, I was yeah, guessing. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, an A with not an umlaut. It's something else. So it's like Gunga, like the back of your throat. Gunga. Duplaganga. Sounds like like the Gungans from Star Wars. Yeah, it does a bit. It's a copy of you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cases of doppelgangers throughout history. So they prop up everywhere from, I mean, you can find them all over forums. You can find them in actual literature of real people documenting finding them. And that was one of the ones that I've gone into. So this one was about a guy called, and I'm sorry if I absolutely butcher this guy's pronunciation, but it's Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. <laughs> Goethe. Goethe. Oh, he's Goethe. He's a Goethe boy. Uh, he was a famous German poet, writer, and politician in the 1800s. You ever heard of him? Clearly, yes. Uh, clearly, Mr. Goethe goes way back with Jordan. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Why would you bring back the flashback? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was so wide. <laughs> uh, Thick and wide. Thick and wide, like a good Goethe boy. So the story begins. We're going to cast us back to many like mystical moons ago. To, I think it was in the 1830s that he documented this. He begins when he was riding... Sorry, 
Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost there. The story begins when Johan was leaving a romantic rendezvous with a woman called Frederica. He was feeling a little low having to head home after this, this rendezvous and was riding across a river. So he made his way to cross the river by a stone bridge, but as his horse began to cross the bridge, he noticed another rider coming in towards him. Just like, right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, coconuts. Yeah, coconuts. <laughs> yeah, just like. <laughs> so as the rider came closer, he soon realized that what he was actually seeing was himself, or a copy of himself. He described the man as being absolutely identical. <laughs> it's being such a handsome so, guy. This man was so handsome. <laughs> yeah. I I'd, to, I'd fuck him. <laughs> I'd touch his balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, sorry, it was an identical copy. However, he was wearing different clothes than the one that he was, that he was wearing. Okay. So that was the only difference. Which was weird because you think there'd be... Actually, I'll get into that in a second. Okay. Because I don't want to give away the ending just yet. So as he locked eyes with the doppelganger, he noted that when he saw him, he saw him with his mind's eye. I don't really know what that means. Like, is he fucking... I move my eyebrows. <laughs> when that... <laughs> He's smoking some dank shit. I don't know. But when the man rode past him and he turned around to check, he was actually gone. Uh... Yeah, okay. when was this? 1830s? 1830, yeah. I don't know, like... He was a pretty credible guy. Syphilis I mean, I he was nightmares? What? Syphilis nightmares? Syphilis, it could be, yeah. Even Every, the everyone had syphilis back then. Everyone had syphilis. I sharing it about like hotcakes. <laughs> sharing it like hotcakes. Yeah, you know. I don't share my hotcakes. Hot syphilis cakes. That's because you're selfish Ooh. with your cakes. Ugh. Don't say hot syphilis cakes ever again. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I promise. I never dude, will. what the actual... <laughs> <laughs> so, the next part... This is where it gets particularly strange. Years later, I think it was like three or four years later. I couldn't remember the exact date on here. Uh, he saw the doppelganger again. But the weird thing was, this time he was returning to Frederica, wearing the clothes that he'd seen the doppelganger wearing. And he was riding the other way on the bridge this time. Oh, so maybe he's caught in like a time loop like a time loop, loop. yeah. Like a bit of weird time slippage. So like, what, what the fuck? Folding dimensions? And that, that's why I was like, oh, that's... A little more sci-fi, and that was why it drew, drew me to that story originally. Yeah, that's it's definitely odd. Yeah, because I mean, I've, I've seen so a lot of more, a lot more instances of this kind of thing. Right. So, if that's going to happen, then yeah, does that mean that I'm, I'm trying to think of what scenarios that would lead up to? Because if thinking, if you're seeing yourself twice, mm -hmm. then are there going to be other instances, or is it just that one time where he's crossing the bridge? So is it literally mm. just like that bridge is the point where it crosses and that's where if he waited there. Oh, he might see it again and again. And well, if if he stood over the bridge yeah. or stood on the bridge or whatever and waited, would he then come across himself and he'd just be able to stare at himself? I don't know. Like maybe if, if he waited there, would it intersect again and then there'd be two doppelganger, a triple ganger, like two others coming that way and he's stood just waiting yeah so oh, that man. guy like i'm waiting for a mate you know that australian yeah. guy in the car you're on a roundabout <laughs> you're on a roundabout um <laughs> but that's attorney wernie for the americans attorney um, wheel. so yeah i the thing that gets me with all these is no one ever speaks to their doppelganger but like i got a phone call from my own number and i was like fucking no <laughs> nope <laughs> but i don't think i was like scared or worried or anything i was just like eh, no yeah like I but i wonder this. if that's what everyone gets Maybe. Everyone just gets this, like, your brain's pre-programmed, just be like, nah, that's Just to right. ignore it. Yeah, maybe it's like, if you're the, um, if you think of it like magnetism, 
because you're the same. It's like putting two plus ends of a magnet together and you just sort of like, no. <laughs> just like deflect <laughs> Goodbye. Off. See you later. Yeah, or if they're like antimatter, if you actually came into contact with your doppelganger, you'd both annihilate in like a vicious explosion of 100% energy. Yeah. I'll have so a super science. sexy time. I know, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Also, just, too hot. just biology. <laughs> yeah, just biology. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty fucking weird. So that that I thought that was very appropriate for the thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it seems like the doppelgangers are like... Although they never exist in the same place. Though, no, they? well, they exist in the same place that one person exists and the creature has the ability to mimic their particle. Not particle, their... Um, time cone. <laughs> time cone. Light cone. Yeah, Light cone. That, Mind nice. brain. Mind brain. That's another <laughs> science thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it's able to mimic what they are. So a human's, like, roughly like a square meter cubed if you just kind of melt it does down. Yeah. Um, so it can... <laughs> That that's a big argument for how aliens exist is that you can only the amount of atoms that are in that square meter mm-hmm. they can only be arranged in so many ways. Oh, that's cool. So if you it, think yeah. about it, it's like um, if you had the numbers one, two, three, there's only so many ways those numbers can go in that in any order mm-hmm. before you start getting duplicates. So the argument is that because space is so big, it's like a Google Plex or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That there's no chance that we can't... Ex- explain what a Google Plex is for people who don't an know. An incredibly large... Is it one with a million zeros? Something like, yeah. that. I've something like that. Numbers. Yeah. Big number. <laughs> but it's where the, there are only so many ways that the atoms can be put into that square meter yeah. um, before there is a reoccurrence. And a Google Plex is so big that there has to be a reoccurrence somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There where it's just you. Yeah, yeah, like an exact copy somewhere else well, in the yeah. universe. If you think about it, like, it's got to be the case. Yeah, yeah. If, if the universe is that big and there's only so many ways, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, why not? There's something that really annoys me about the universe. I mean, there's a lot of things that really <laughs> annoy me about the because universe. Because I exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, space is expanding, Yep, as we know. This has been, like, common knowledge for a long time. But the strange thing is, is that because we're expanding at the speed of light or faster than the speed of light, which is C, which is the law, you shouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So as we're ex- expanding, light is also coming in the direction to us. Yes. So the most distant stars in the cosmic radiation background, uh, cosmic background radiation, which you can see an image of on, on Google. So if you go to Google that, it looks like a heat map. Yeah. So the most distant star is say, I can't remember the exact number, say it's 18 billion light years away. But because it's so far away and the universe is expanding, that light will never reach us. Yeah. So we'll <clears> never <throat> be able to see outside of that bubble of range that light's traveling in from. Yeah. So it's it's like a donkey with a carrot. Yeah, yeah. It, it can there. never get yeah, to it. We can never do that. Um, but the most annoying thing about that is there is a section of the the universe that is moving towards something. And it's just outside of what we can see. And they call it the great attractor. And we'll never know what everything's moving towards. I mean, it's possible that we could travel faster than the speed of light one day. If you can fold space, yeah. Yeah, but that, again, it's just like... It could be that something we do in 2,000 years. Yeah. But I think humanity's probably going to die before then, to be honest. But (laughs) Not that we're pessimists. No, Uh, (laughs) well, it's just the the way stuff's going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, you know. uh, But... Like, I imagine universe like that to be almost like a water balloon full of water with a hole in it, and everything's leaking out of that one spot. Yeah, and so... And we'll never get there. How do... What... What's the bound... What's the border of space made out of, then? 
So that's the hard thing. It's the thing of like it's expanding constantly. It doesn't mean that everything's being stretched out though. No. So it's like we say the same, stay the same distance from the moon all the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, shit, be fucked. Well, it is getting that's further away. Well, not to the point where, because if it was the speed of light, yeah, not that fast. Yeah, it's like but, a centimeter a year it moves yeah, away or something. But that means that it's all relative. Mm-hmm. So it's all decay when you get into that sort of stuff. But we're not. Like we're not the center of the universe, no, obviously. No, no. So, yeah, that that'd be interesting to know if it's expanding from a certain point. Yeah, but apparently and it, it gets worse the everywhere. further out you go. Yeah. So if you s- were in the dead center, nothing moves. It yeah. moves like a millimeter every hundred years. Whereas on the outside, it moves a lot. Further. Yeah, on the outside, yeah. you've just got some planet like hurtling like, around. Oh like, God, like, help me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think even the space in our atoms is moving apart though. Ah. So you're scaling up. It's like dragging the scale icon on an editor and holding shift and scaling it equally like everything is scaling oh it's so weird it's, space it, is it crazy make, when you start thinking about that it's just like fuck can you just oh god <laughs> stop it god stop stop it yeah whatever it is that caused us to exist can you just stop <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to exist anymore no, not in all these confusing things i just want answers boy yeah yeah uh so shall we get into the thing because obviously our main part of this episode is going to be breaking down john carpenter's the thing The thing? Yeah, it makes some alien noises like. <laughs> so, clap. Slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> Put my hands up. Why did I do that? Uh, first thoughts. So, we're going to go in spoiler free, first of all. So, what are your first thoughts encapsulating the thing? So, I've, I've written this down because I wouldn't remember. No, no, go. There we go. No. Uh, sorry, I've been dosed up on painkillers forever. So, yeah, if this dead. makes no sense, it's fine. Um, so, I'd heard a lot about the thing kind of going in because it's one of it's one of if not the most famous like body horror film ever uh so if if you've heard of any kind of alien film where people are getting demolished and then turned into fleshy creatures you'll know what the thing is yeah um and i kind of felt like i was going to be underwhelmed by it because it's like when i watched the original star wars i watched that after seeing row not rogue one um Force Awakens. Yeah. Which is essentially the, the same film a lot of people would argue. Exactly, yeah. So I'd seen that first and then I watched the original Star Wars and I was like, the acting's wooden and the story's kind of unoriginal, mm-hmm. which is ironic because it was original at the time. Um, and I could appreciate what it did for the genre and for everything else and cinematography and just the universe, but I just couldn't get gripped by it. Mm-hmm. But my high expectations were basically absolutely demolished yeah, by this film it and it's a shocking film it's like it's not just that they were demolished they were like pummeled to death <laughs> like that i just there was nothing left of them they were obliterated mm-hmm. uh, and i didn't realize like it sounds stupid but do you know if you have you had one of those words where you think about the meaning so you get a word that you say a lot i can't think of an example but you say it a lot, or like um, like the Beatles. Yeah. You think, oh, the Beatles, it's like an animal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you realise that beat is B-E-A-T. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Beatles, because yeah. oh, the music. I never knew realised that. Yeah. <laughs> it just but, blew my mind. <laughs> but that's the thing, is that, hey. <laughs> but that's it. It's that, that you don't know it wasn't. Uh, the, the thing as the title, mm-hmm. you literally don't know what this is. Yeah. It's literally just a thing from somewhere you don't know where it comes from until you watch the remake apparently yeah 
Um, you don't know what it is. You don't know how it operates. You don't know if there's actually a way to kill it. You don't know. It's an actual form of how it really looks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's... I just didn't realize the significance of it. You yeah. just know it comes from a spaceship. And it might have been found on Earth. Yeah, it it might be. be that the spaceship was picking it up from Earth to take it somewhere else. It might have been that... Never thought about that. That's an interesting way to think it. It could... Wait, dug it out of the ice to take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that would explain why there's a massive frozen coffin there. Yeah. Because they found it, they took it away, and then it's got it gone back to, like, I'm going to get back in bed. I'm, I'm, it's a bit cold out here. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. I just couldn't... I couldn't put into words how just amazed I was that the title was that incredible... The acting's actually amazing yeah, for the time because, yeah. like, a lot of the stuff's like really hammed up back then. Mm-hmm. You know, this was slated when it first came out. I don't understand it was how. Hated. I because mm. I can understand like because this was around the time like Satanic Panic and stuff like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Where it's like people thought that the kids were being taken from babysitters and taken underground in tunnels to mm-hmm. cult meetings and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of underground connotations in this film. It's they even have links with like the AIDS epidemic when it was huge in America. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's a blood sickness. Yeah. And you're not sure who's got it. And that's why one of the pivotal scenes in this, the blood test scene, which we'll get into later when we get into spoilers, that's why that was so iconic. Yeah. And that blood test scene was what actually caused John Carpenter to decide to make this. I've got that noted down. Yeah. yeah. He literally decided as soon as he saw that. Um, I've got a note here. I think it's one of the things off IMDb. Mm-hmm. It's just like John Carpenter was sold on making the film by the blood test scene. Yeah, I'd like to think it was just like he was like, eh, blood test scene. Yes, yeah, I'm in. Gimme. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people tied to this fucking couch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> prod it with copper. That always made me laugh. Just that, just the way he shouts that every time. <laughs> yeah. And if it's okay with you, gentlemen, I'd like to spend this winter not tied to this fucking couch. <laughs> <laughs> it is just the execution's so good. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's very interesting the way they even. It's like the characters are very. I don't want to say typecast characters, but they're very regimented categories of characters. Yeah. So yeah, like McCready is like the leader. He's very stoic. I think in, in the original book, which I've got, you can borrow it. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. short story called Who Goes There? That's what this is actually based mm. on. Um, it described him as a man carved from bronze. Like he's supposed to be like a stoic helicopter pilot from Vietnam. Yeah. And this is what he did afterwards. But he's still very militar- militaristic. Is that the right word? I guess, yeah. yeah. So he's very much set in his ways and yeah, this is yeah. who he is. Yeah. And he'll get stuff done. Yeah, and then you've got the guy who's a stoner, and you've got the chef who's just really chill, yeah. and then you've got the... Uh, got the old the crotchety, um, like, he's not a sheriff, he's like the, the captain, the guy who's tied to that, that Yeah, that exactly, part, yeah. and it's, it is weird seeing all these stereotypes where, or these kind of like, um, archetypes mm-hmm. of characters... Uh, who was just kind of existing. Yeah, it's weird. You know something from the Blu-ray that I didn't know... Otherwise, that old, the old character, the captain, uh, Gary, I think his name yep. is, with two R's, weirdly. Um, 1982, 60-year-old man with a fucking nose ring. He's got a nose ring. You don't see it on the video because the quality is <laughs> so bad. What? Yeah, he's got his nose pierced. There's a nose ring. He's got a nose ring, yeah. Like, In the film? Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. On a 60-odd-year-old man. It's dead weird. I mean, is fair that? play to him. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> is it? It's just out of the blue. Sorry, six-year-old men listening yeah. who have nose piercing. Yeah, yeah, sorry guys. Um, and uh, if you watch yeah. the later, the, the 2011, the thing of the same name, that's why everyone calls this one John Carpenter's the thing. 
Okay. Because I did wonder. The uh, the original one from 1951 was called The Thing from Another World. And this was John Carpenter's The Thing. And then the next one's just The Thing. I like how they dropped from another world. Yeah. Well, it's not actually the same film. That, that's something I've got written here. Um, in I want to do like a brief history section of it. It's not actually the same film. It's And it's not a remake of that film. It's made from the same source material. And John Carpenter's The Thing is actually more appropriate to the book than the the 1950s film. Like, like Pet Cemetery. Oh, no. Or it, sorry. So it with Tim Curry yeah. and it with the new guy. The new guys, yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, the Italian guy. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. With the weird smile. There's Olive Bertolli in my... can't believe it's not Butter. <laughs> I can't. I think it's Bertolli and it's not Bertolli. But um, yeah, like they're from the same source material, but they're handled differently despite sharing a lot of similarities. They are, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the best example I can think of. If you've seen both the 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 new it, if you've seen the old it with Tim Curry and the new one, Andre Muschietti. I had to find his name. It was really bugging me. I was gonna say something, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can cut this. Yeah, Have you noticed that like? Italian footballers mm-hmm. or just people Italian people in general this is a good example if you put any kind of meat or vegetable before their surname it sounds like a dish yeah it's like Andres Paolo Muschietti so it's like oh yeah can I have like um, I'll take the green bean Muschietti please <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, does. it oh, sounds it's delicious like, or it's like yeah I'll have the uh, the beef balotelli <laughs> and it's like you know what I mean? <laughs> really does, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I ain't cutted that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Totally right. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think when I first watched, because obviously this is your first viewing of it, and I'm glad that we got to watch it together, actually. Oh, it's thanks. nice to do. And we've been doing streaming parties as well. So we had, I think it was, was it 19 people join us? Something like that, yeah. yeah. To watch, or was that The Shining? Shining. Yeah. yeah, it was 19 people joined us to watch The Shining, so thank you everyone who came along. And I think it was 13 people came to watch um, the thing with us as well. Unfortunately, you can't come with us to watch Terminator because we're actually seeing it at the cinema. Yeah. It's been fucking great. It's nice been hosted. Yeah. Um, so the first time that I watched The Thing, I'm trying to think what year it must have been. It was probably 2001, 2002. I think I was in year seven. Space Odyssey. High school. Did I say 2001? Yeah. Or oh, 2002. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch that soon. Uh, yeah, so I was in the first year of high school when I first watched it. Oh, wow. And this was back in the day of VHS. And for all you young babies who don't know what VHS is, it's when movies were stored on magnetic tape. Hells to yes. the yes. And when it got caught in the player and you pulled that giant black cassette out and it all got caught in there, you just you fucking ruined your film because it was all tied up inside the mechanism. And then you watched the Pokemon one and it was yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know what happened to yours? Uh, maybe <laughs> shift the color. <laughs> no, the um, the cassette was yellow. Oh you yeah, that was yellow. Cassette. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, sorry, I thought you meant it shifted the color on the magnetic tape because it was broken. No, no, no. I've yeah. done it where I put like a magnet against a, an old TV, yeah. and that was. But you could drag the mm-hmm. static to a, the corner yeah. and kind of get rid of it. Mate, can I blow your mind right now? Go on. Ready to blow your mind? Ah, you grabbed me. Why'd you grab me? I don't know. It's just a, for a dramatic effect. You know, we were talking about the cosmic background radiation before. Y'all. The static on your TV, that's what that is. Really? That is residual radiation from the Big Bang. No. Yeah. Static is it on TV meant and radio just static. black? Black and white. The. Wait, do you mean without the static? Oh, yeah, without. Yeah, so the static is the white, like. Imagine it's from naught to one. What, this is getting complex. One would be white, 
Zero would be black. So it sh- if it the was... greys are in between. Okay, so white is the radiation. I think so, yeah. Cause black it's, is it's peaking. just... Yeah, so it's like with TVs now. If you left your TV without a source, it'd just be black. Yeah, yeah. So but has they, that just got better shielding now? I don't know if it's just or is it just because analog signal takes? Yeah, because analog works through as um, radio yeah. waves. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the radio waves that you're picking up. It's just a visual representation of radiation. My mind hath been blown. Hath been blown. Don't say you never learn anything on the grief burrito show. Yeah. So mystical fucking videotapes. So this one that I had, we it was literally passed around school because I had this like. 18 film with like and it had the the picture of the um i don't know he said the guy's name i don't want to say which character it is but the alien when the chest opens and like everything comes flying out yeah it was the monster attached to the ceiling it was that face on the front of the sc- on the box so we passed it around school and we all watched it and the first time that i watched it myself was actually with uh i think it was with will who was on the sonic episode we did and without being too spoilery i remember i was once finishing the film being very aware that his dog was staring at us and we were both just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it not, was really creepy not the puppers no it just wasn't moving it was just staring not blinking or anything turns out it was dead turns <laughs> out we left <laughs> um so should we go into like a brief history behind the film uh yeah Don't see that? Yeah. yeah so as i said john carpenter's the thing um the name like it goes by and not actually being a remake of the original 1951 the thing from another world it's based on a book called uh who goes there which was an, a short novella that you, you can actually find it now in a lot of um like sci-fi short story books it'll usually be in there because it's very famous yeah it's written by a guy called john w <laughs> campbell and believe it or not it was actually written in 1938 really yeah this guy was pretty fucking ahead of times with the whole ufo thing and like when you read the book, like when you get towards the end, there's even the part from the film um, where they find where oh, I'm trying to say not say characters when the when they find the UFO basically being built. Yeah, that's even in the book, and it describes like about the engine that's being built. And this it's guy insane, had all this in the 30s. Yeah, it's weird. Like how accurate people get things like this. It's like the Simpsons predictions. That's fucking weird. Hell's yeah. Maybe we should do an episode on that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad shout, actually, for a spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been done a lot, though. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because I've seen lo- I keep seeing the recommendations on YouTube. It's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to watch. I don't want to know how I die. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got you in the background with a crook neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I miss being able to move. Yeah, I miss being able to look around. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the main horror base of this film, um, like, what, what did you take from it? Like, did you find this. It, the situation that they're in more horrifying or the alien itself more horrifying? Um, surprisingly, the situation didn't bother me that much. I didn't really think about it. Yeah, I was more focused on the characters and trying to look for what would give away the monster. Right, okay. If yeah. I, I'm more, I think I we saw it more as a... That, didn't we? Yeah, I think I saw it more as a problem-solving... Okay. I'm more of a problem solver within those situations, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So if I watch a horror film, I'm more like, why don't they just do this or this? Yeah. But that's very much me. If I mean, you ask my girlfriend, yeah. I'm always trying to fix things yeah. when she just wants me to not. Just stop <laughs> touching it, John. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of horror films are like that. You you can usually predict, like, right, he's going to go through there, right, he's going to fuck it up, right, they're going to bre- you know split up into yeah. into groups and do that. Whereas and it's quite different with this one, actually. It is, and that's that was what I, I found to be quite horrifying. Like, the main basis for this film is to draw on human paranoia. Yeah. And even to the point where 
it's, it's like the paranoia of being trapped in confined spaces, but with other people. And the scary thing about this, and a really clever thing that John Carpenter has done, is playing with the elements of that, where you can feel isolated while still being part of a group. Yeah. You're like, you're forced into this really close quarters situation with people, but you still can't be close with them because you don't know whether they're actually real or not. Yeah, definitely. Because at one point in the film, there are two characters in this at the same time that are both the alien. And it's like they're working to divide the group. And there's that the clever thing about this film is when you watch it again, you like, see I'd happening. recommend watching it again, you'll see other things. That wasn't a pun, <laughs> but it was. You'll see things that these characters are doing to try and divide the group down. And you can take different elements from it. Like they're trying to break them off so the characters will split up. And then when they're one by one, they can start going and assimilating them and turning those into aliens as well. But do we know, <clears throat> pardon me, at which point who is an alien or not? That's one of the things that <clears throat> is When does it happen? Difficult. Exactly. So at, towards the start of the film. Um, right. Let's get into spoilers from here. So we can okay. actually start talking about scenes. So spoiler, spoiler. ones, guys. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo. Go watch the thing and come back to us. Um, right. So the actual point where the dog enters the base there's a scene that i think we actually spoke about when it comes in yeah where it walks into a room with a shadow on a wall and this shadow looks like two characters it could yeah. be norris or it could be um what's the stoner guy not niles can't even remember um fuck i can't remember his name but anyway it could be any of these two characters and the uh, the clever thing that john carpenter did is that shadow wasn't actually played by any of those actors oh yeah it was complained by a complaint it was played by someone in the crew who you never saw on camera so it was a way of being like okay who the fuck was that because it kind of looks like he has the hair of one guy but he's not fat enough to yeah, be that guy so exactly it's like, doesn't make sense which was clever to sort of divert you away from expecting these characters and from there that's where it all starts going to shit so actually there's three things then there's Norris, there's the stoner guy, and then there's the dog. Yeah. All at once. That's nearly half <laughs> the, the actual team at the base. Yeah, and right you away. think they'd just be able to, at that point, brute force it. Yeah, yeah. Which they is, never do. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But the one of the things that grabbed me about the film was, like, despite it being possibly one of the most disgusting uses of practical effects <laughs> in history, uh, I never felt like it ever went too far. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Where it's like, it's gruesome, but it's not gruesome for the sake of it. It's not like sore. Yeah. It's not like gore porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it never wore itself out, and it it just made me feel uneasy enough. Mm-hmm. So it you could tell it's not real, but you could tell it was in the realm of possibility. Yeah, it was. it's a, a clever thing that, that Rob Botin, uh, sorry, Rob Botin apparently is the correct pronunciation, who was actually only 22 when he started doing the special effects for this film. That's insane, isn't 22. It? I was like working in a post office when I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh. hated that. Yeah. Um, he's a very talented guy. I mean, and something, like I say, the clever thing that he did was that the, the forms the thing takes, even when it starts as one form, like, like let's start with the dog scene, for example. That oh, was the four the, dogs. I know. That's the first Aww. instance that you see of it. And they lock the dog away in the kennel with the rest of the dogs. Because at this point, they just think it's another dog that's come from another base. Even though these guys have been shooting at it from a helicopter, they think these are some crazy Norwegian guys. Um, yeah, that that'd send alarm bells. Really. Yeah, for me, it would. So they lock the guy, they lock the dog in the kennel, and the dog sort of sits down. But 
the way it sits down is really strange, isn't it? It doesn't, it's very like flat and just sort of sits there doing nothing. It's trying to mimic, yeah. but it doesn't quite get it. And then once the, the kennel guy goes, Clark, it starts doing this weird breathing sound, doesn't it? And the sound effects for these films are clever because this was one of the first films to use stereo sound. Yeah. Yeah, and it really advertised that. And it definitely helps. Like, the sound design in this is really, really clever, even just from the soundtrack. Um, so this weird breathing sound starts, and then the dog basically unfolds. Yeah, and it's continues definitely one of the weirdest things I've seen. Yeah, so, like, its skin, they call it, like, um, it's like the head flower or, or the head petal. And it's yeah. like its head unfolds into four flaps of skin. The skull falls out and it starts spraying the dogs to digest them. Yeah, and it's horrible. And tentacles shoot out that were actually recorded in reverse. Yeah. So they covered the dog, well, the dog model in all these tentacles and then pulled them back in so it looks like it grabs it real fast. Yeah, which you can't yeah. really tell as well. No, That's no. another thing that's really well done. Mm -hmm. Is anything they did like that, yep. they ma they covered it so well yeah, to not make it feel like it was in reverse. No, no. Because it's really obvious with some stuff. It is, yeah. But a lot of this film from the 80s, they absolutely nailed it. They did. It was really impressive. But to, to design that many instances of a creature oh, yeah. for each scene change, because every minute this thing's changing and it's never symmetrical. Well, that's the thing. So it's like <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I was... I, I never realized how much to say. No, I know. So... When I was watching it, I thought at so many points, like, they'll never top this. Yeah. Like, this is it. There's nothing going to be worse than this. And then it'd be like, I'd just have my jaw on the f on the yeah. ground, much this like the, worst. the monsters. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd just be there, just like, this doesn't... I can't understand how they've done this. No. But it's it's like the, um, the head spider... Oh, yeah, that's such a cool Fucking, scene. It's so cool, but it's so grim, and it's smaller and less kind of... It's more intricate from a technical standpoint, but it's lef less intricate from a, like, monster standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But even that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get on to that scene then. Norris, the, the Norris scene, or the Norris monster, is probably the most famous scene from it. Yeah. And it stands by as being, like, it, it is a jump scare. Oh, yeah. But it's n I'm always almost reticent to call it a jump scare because I don't want to give it a disservice. I don't think... Because it's not like a cheesy jump scare. It's like a legitimate, like, oh, fuck, that is horrifying. Like, a guy, um, McCready, tries to get back into the base after everyone's pretty much mistrusting each other. They find some clothing with McCready's name on. And at that point, they've found that when the thing takes you over, it rips through your clothes. So they found a piece of ripped clothing from McCready. Mm -hmm. So they're automatically thinking, right, he's one of them. By that point, I mean, you don't know whether McCready is or not. Yeah. Um, you don't know if one of the other things is tearing <clears throat> clothes and putting it up the furnace to try and make, to try break the group apart. Yeah. You don't well, know, really you don't know how, how smart it is. No, that's the thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> we so, say this so much. I know, yeah. So Norris uh, ends up getting into a fight when McCready tries to break back in and he tips back, hits his head, and I think he has a heart condition, which isn't really spoke about much in the film, but stops breathing. So they get him onto the medical table and Doc tries to revive him, tries to resuscitate him. Yeah. So they cut his shirt off and they're doing CPR and using a... What's the Defi fucking... Defibrillator. Yeah, using a defib machine. And they do it once, nothing happens. I think they do it a second time, still nothing. And on that third fucking time... The whole chest of Norris opens up and Doc's hands go straight through it. Well, doesn't he crunch through? Yeah, no, <clears throat> it opens. Oh, sorry. And then it's like almost like a carapace of like a crab or something. It's all sharp. 
that it slams shut around Doc's hands and chops both of his arms off inside it and basically chews his hands. So Doc falls up, dies of blood loss, um, which was actually played by a double amputee wearing yeah. a mask of Doc. It's really cool. Yeah, and the arms that it bit through were actually real. They were... Um, it was everything in this film is a fucking prop. There's nothing CGI. So the arms were made of like wax. It was like wax bones with silicon skin, and then like I think it was like chewing gum and rubber blood vessels oh. and veins. So when it bit through it, it burst, and it was actually a mechanical movement. Yeah. So it bit through that hard, really, to snap everything. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the, again, the monster starts changing. Like it bursts out of his chest in this big, like asymmetrical. I don't even know how it's not a, that one's not really a spider is it it's got another Norris's head on it with spider legs and like a small body yeah it's more like I see it as more of like a hydra if yeah, that makes kind sense of, yeah but yeah. before the head cutting yeah because then they they they're like Mac needs the flamethrower don't they then he fucking so he starts burning it while it's on the desk they actually set fire to the set by mistake it's hard not to I guess yeah. but because of that they had to rebuild that thing model oh yeah like uh, Rob Bettine worked like sometimes he slept in his office in the studio working 24 hours a day like just didn't stop for like a year mm. he had to go for some kind of mental health things to help him I'm not chill surprised afterwards. yeah uh, so as they burn it the, the, the monster then again changes form and it's the Norris's actual head begins to stretch off the table doesn't it it's all bursting green yeah. blood vessels which is made of melting plastic and chewing gum and all this weird shit to make it yeah. stretch weird and then the head slopes down. Again, we get a reverse shot there where the tongue shoots out of its mouth. That um, one's a little more obvious. Yeah. Um, actually, no, it's not its tongue. It's like another tentacle, doesn't it? And then it pulls itself up. Yeah. It's a little more, but still good for the time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but even the legs coming out of the head, the spider legs, that's reverse as well. But that doesn't look reversed. It just looks weird. Yeah. It just looks horrible. Otherworldly. Yeah. The way it breaks out, it's like... It's the, the the bends in the limbs of the spider legs, the way it touches the floor that's just yeah. unsettling. And then it grows eyes out the bottom and begins to run away. Yep. And then the guy's like, you got to be fucking kidding. Yeah, and they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not fucking kidding. Um, so they break out the flamethrower. Are you again. kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm adulting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teenage you. And then he just fucking burns the shit out of it. And yeah. the scream that that makes. Yeah, like popping noises yeah. and just yeah. grossness. It's not cool. Well, it is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. We also, we actually yeah. skipped a scene uh, that I wanted to mention, which is the Bennings scene. So they actually find a Norwegian base prior to this, where the dog has come from. <laughs> is, this, is this the bit where they go up to the, the like the massive burn up corpse? That's thing, right. Yeah. And he's like, "That's a little weird." That's like weird. You, think? you think? Is that a man in there? <laughs> is that a man? Yeah. I don't know. I remember us laughing loads at that scene. Yeah. It's, like, it's all just... in Norwegian. Really genius? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a Norwegian base. Oh, it's a Norwegian base. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you, Crossel. <laughs> yeah, so That's my name for Crossel. Yeah, now. I saw it on your notes. Yeah, Crossel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the they bring back something from the Norwegian base to try and figure out what it is because yeah. they think it's a corpse of a guy or something. But it's massive. It's big and it's got two faces that are like fused together. And rib cages. Okay, and arms. And, and arms. Yeah. And not human <laughs> no, see, the cool Clearly. thing about the, the 2011 thing you get to see how that's made you oh, get to see right. how that forms which is quite it's an interesting scene it's, I've seen on YouTube you can see I've seen the scene I've, I've seen the scene you can see how they made it and the practical effects 
that were done before the studio covered it up with CGI. Oh, so wow. you can actually see what they did, and it's really impressive, and it's so annoying that they changed it. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to watch it, bear that in mind that the practical effects were done, and the studio changed it. Studios are fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of good stuff in that in the instance. Like they even showed how the axe got in the door that McCready found and all that sort of stuff. So that's cool. And so is it more fan service than anything? It feels movie? like it, yeah. But also adding stuff like there was an alien flying a spaceship and here he is. Yeah, and here and it it's is. like, why? Why show that? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's worth a watch if you like the thing. I do. Like I it, like it's you can literally watch it back to back. The thing is the thing I enjoy. The thing is the thing I enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, it'll Sorry. literally lead in. No, it's it's fine. Yeah. Uh it'll it'll lead in like the last scene, the soundtrack changes to match the first scene with the dog being chased by the helicopter. That's pretty cool. It's it's clever. Um so yeah, maybe check it out if you if you fancy that. Um uh, so the Benning scene is the first instance when they bring this this corpse thing back to the base and it starts to reanimate itself. You see it start to like slime off the table while Bennings is in the room on, on his own. Yeah. And then you see Bennings grabbed by it. That's all. And then when they come back, it's gone. And then they hear Bennings running outside again. So they chase after him and they find him with just like alien arms, don't they? It's like these weird like yeah. bones protruding through the skin before it's finished. Like a necromorph from Dead yeah, Space. Yeah, it is. And that's definitely inspired by oh, the thing. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Massively the third game when you're on the snow yeah. planet. You even have the ice cubes with the things in it, which looks like the thing. Yeah, is that where you've got to slot them back together, or is that two? No, that's three. Yeah, that's three, one yeah. of the big aliens you've got to put back together. Yeah, um, it's just really... It's just a fucking dumb part of the game, though. It's yeah, just it's, a bad, badly dumb it's part. It's a bit backtracky, doing loads of stuff. Yeah, so Bennings is the first instance that you see where it's taking over a person, and that's when you yeah. start to realise, like, oh, shit, right, okay, it can't just copy dogs and animals. It's going to start taking people as well. Yeah, but because it hasn't finished taking him over, it can't speak, and it just does that like horrible scream at the camera. Yeah, and then they just they they kick gasoline on it, don't they, and just flare it, and that's it. Does it explain why it just kind of sits there? No, and that's that's the main difference between this instance of the thing and the one from the 2011 film. This one is much more comfortable being in hiding. Like it want it doesn't want to break out and try and kill things. It's a much more reserved. Yeah, and it's very much sitting in the background, and that's what's kind of horrifying about it. It's more about self-preservation for it. Yeah, yeah. than it is about it is yeah murder side. Yeah, because it could murder side. I don't know. I said murder (laughs) side. So because it, like I said before, if there were three of them, three instances of the thing previously, um, then why would it not just brute force? Because obviously, if it takes out the person with the Mm flamethrower, which it could do with literally any one of its many appendages yeah on multiple people that i think they have two flamethrowers though don't they yeah like a homemade and uh the child crack guy yeah crack guy oh weed guy uh no that's the chef no 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 the chef's the black guy yeah is that that he's He's also a weed guy because he's smoking while he's on his skates in the kitchen listening to that's cool not just fucking i'm wearing an army jacket and i smoke weed it's like fucking stop and the guy's like, turn that down. I was shot today. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay. okay. Just like pretend this to turn it yeah. down. But yeah. <laughs> surely with that, they could just brute force it. So mm. I think it maybe is the the pain of it is yeah. something it doesn't want to experience. Possibly. And like in the 2011 film, it is more active. Like it tries to take over people. Maybe it realizes that that's not 
not the way to do it. Easy. And then by this point, it doesn't. And it's like, oh, fucking these guys. <laughs> these guys again. More people Crazy on this Norwich. icy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Does it know that there's warmer places? Is it just trying to get to the Bahamas? Probably. The Bahama Mamas. Bahama Mamas. The sweet Bahama Mamas. Have you seen the actual tagline for this film? Uh, maybe. Man is the warmest place to hide. I No, that sounds extremely gay. It does. <laughs> up in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> right up in there. Yeah. But so yeah, I, I mean, I quite like the tagline. And from you saying that, I think it's quite cool to, yeah, have that as it. Yeah, because it's fucking spooky. Like it's fucking. It is. It is especially if you don't know much about it going in. Mm-hmm. Like oh, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> entree, entree. <laughs> so, well, technically they would be entrees, mm. and also enter, enter. Well, does I don't know if it eats them. That's the thing. I think it just yeah it assimilates it, like becomes them, like it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's it's a it's a strange thing. I feel like this is it's all stuff we could read on the Wikipedia page. Probably. I mean, there's a bit more about it, but because the film is so ambiguous, you can never really get a clear answer, and that's what I kind of like about it. Yeah, because it plays into the thing of this body horror that you. I don't know if the characters know that they're infected or not. I think they do. I think some of them do, but like, there's a scene with Norris where he like he's at the window looking out at Macready, and he like goes ah. Uh. It like acts like something's hurting him. So I don't know if maybe only a small part of the thing got into him and it's at that oh. point that it starts to take him over more and more and more. Oh, it literally changes his biology so and he doesn't know his brain's still his. Yeah, so at that point, say his body is 90% his and 10% the thing and until that hits over 50%, yeah, he's still more man than he is thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like shares in a company. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a hostile takeover. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope I get dividends. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that interests me. Like, I, I want to know whether... I want to know more. Oh, yeah. It's crazy interesting. Yeah. It's, it's weird having these conversations, though, because it's like John Carpenter knows. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he doesn't. Oh, actually, no, he doesn't because he didn't write it. No, no. Different writer. Who goes there? Yeah. John Campbell. Yeah. John Campbell, I am 100% sure is dead now. Yeah. Well, let's do go to John Campbell's house and do another EVP. See if we can get some readings. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, so, yeah. does the thing need to shit? <laughs> She's like, leave me alone. <laughs> Why does everyone ask that question? <laughs> can I tell you about one of my, f- or probably my favorite thing about the film, though? Yeah, go for it. It is the K Russ bomb. K Russ bomb. Crussell. Crussell, the Crussell bomb. So, it completely slipped my mind that Kurt Russell was in this film. Yeah. And, oh my God, I love Kurt Russell. So, Kurt Russell is one of those people where, not that it matters, but I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would sleep with Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. but man, would I want to be spooned by Kurt <laughs> Russell. Like, young Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like, this that, Kurt. That like, beard on the back of your He's neck. got the beard, the hair, the physique. He's just, like, the coolest motherfucking guy. Awesome. Like, yeah. if I could be friends with Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. I would be so happy with my life. Yeah, yeah. He played Snake Plissken, Escape from New York. Yeah. Uh, he put, he was um, in Big Trouble in Little China, which is another amazing film you have to watch. Yeah, we'll watch that. Uh, and did you know that in the DVD commentary for it, uh, for this, sorry. Mm-hmm. So John Carpenter said he, oh, what was it now? He said that he would only cast people that weren't squeamish. Oh, really? For, by the autopsy scene. That's cool. Or, or made squeamish mm-hmm. by it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's But awesome. like, 
Kurt Russell in that is just like I expect him to just be some like you know dickhead like he does destroy a chess machine but that's fine um, <laughs> <Jeetin> bitch <laughs> bitch so it's cool to see him play a role where he's he's actually more serious instead of just action heroy yeah because so, he's more of a side character at the start isn't he he's just a helicopter pilot well that's the thing he's not he's, a new scientist so. he's he's the intro though isn't he mm-hmm. where he's he's playing chess and drinking scotch but it's like He's a petrified mess. He's he's not petrified to the point where he can't move, which I think is what petrified means. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just like terrified, and yeah. he's alone. Yeah, if that makes sense. There's there's a great um, like still from the film. Yeah, uh, that I I think I posted the other day somewhere, and it's him when he's being betrayed by everyone, and he breaks back in, and he's got the stick of dynamite, and he's got the lighter. You know, when he comes and he's like covered yeah. in frost, and yeah. he's like. It's like a really cool purple light cast to the side of him and then blue on the other side. It's just the lighting in this film is amazing. Especially oh, yeah. prevalent in the Blu-ray. Yeah, definitely. You can see the set production of it that way and it's it's amazing, especially by like hiding the monsters with darkness. Um but yeah, he's just such a great character. Like it yeah. wasn't even written for him, you know. Really? It was they had Harrison Ford in mind. They had Clint Eastwood in mind. I don't really write Harrison yeah. Ford. He's kinda shit. Yeah, he's a bit annoying. Even like, nowadays, yeah. he's just not he's just grumpy. Well, that's it. Like in Star Wars as well. Like mm-hmm. fucking, if you're gonna at me about this, be a grown up <laughs> about it and accept that he's not that fucking good. Yeah. Just because he's Han Solo, man up. Yeah. It. He's not that good. No. He's he's just not. Even in Indiana Jones, it's like anyone could do that. He's he's just playing himself. That's all it is. He plays the same character every time. Yeah. He's just well, like whereas Kurt Russell, that I think this is a great diversifying mm-hmm. role. It is. Whereas obviously he played like Jack Burton and stuff mm-hmm. like that in Big Trouble in Little China. But the difference between it and the emotion he carries through, because he's quite a gruff guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. The emotion he manages to portray, despite all that's going on, mm-hmm. whereas most people would just kind of be like, I'm a tough army guy, I, yeah. I flew a helicopter and shit. He somehow manages to subtly get across all the different stuff that's going on. He does. And it amazes yeah. me that that... Yeah. Especially from someone who I did just think was just like a, an angry dude in most films. Yeah, yeah. He's Whereas he's definitely scared and angry in this film. one. Yeah, he's, he's a combination of, of the two, definitely. Yeah, scared and angry. Oh, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, he was... <laughs> this, I mean, this the role just before it was offered to Kurt Russell was actually offered to Jeff Bridges as well. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges with his big tongue. They look very similar now. They do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause it at the time, if you look at Jeff Bridges in like uh, Starman, yeah, yeah, slightly long. Hair. He didn't have the beard, but he had the slightly long hair. If you swap Jeff Bridges and Kurt Russell mm-hmm. in Guardians of the Galaxy two and Tron Legacy, same person. Oh fuck yeah! I've just made that connection. Yeah, because they're both quite sci fi esque. Yeah, yeah, no, just a, yeah, and they're both made to look younger as well. Like it's, and all, yeah, 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 yeah. maybe they're double gongers. Double a gonga. gonga. <laughs> Callback. Yeah. Call Damn it. Uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up about it, and I can't remember. <gasps> oh, yes. This is really cool. Are you going to mention the blood scene? No, not yet. Uh, I am in a minute. Hannah's just gone to give blood. Oh, really? Yeah. She's, oh, God. Hannah's the thing. She's um universal donor. Really? Yeah. And she gives blood to the whole universe. <laughs> yeah. My she girlfriend, got so much. My <laughs> girlfriend actually does a really cool thing where she's a universal donor. So she mm-hmm. can donate blood to anyone, but she can only have her own blood back or oh, her, no. her blood type. Yeah. So every opportunity she gets, she goes a? to... 
it's O negative. O negative. I know it's one of the rarer ones, isn't it? It's crazy rare. Yeah. Like she can give blood to anyone, and that's so insane. every opportunity she gets, she goes. And that, that's really cool. That's really good of her. Well done, Hannah. That's fucking great. I don't, because needles. Yeah, because needles. But, yeah. Fuck needles. There's a spat everywhere. Yeah, that's all right. But, yeah. A lot of blood was just... No, nobody wants my blood. No one <laughs> <laughs> wants any of that. Uh, yeah, the thing I was going to bring up was that the actual base down in... This is the United States um, Arctic Research Station in Antarctica in the South Pole. Uh, the, the I think it's the geographic South Pole, so it's actual magnetic south. Okay. They actually have the base there that research it. And every Halloween, they watch this and they watch The Shining back to back. Oh, that's so cool. Because of like isolation in winter. But how, imagine watching this like imagine in that setting. Your, imagine you just started. I know, it was your first and day. And it's like, and everyone's just there staring at you yeah. at the end like, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to play it up, wouldn't you, if there was oh, a new person. You'd you all would. have to act really weird. Yeah. Oh, did you know that they uh, had to refrigerate the sets down to like 40 degrees? Yeah, yeah. That's they did, insane. Yeah. So that's 40 Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be like 100 Fahrenheit yeah. outside and then you walk into the set, like you'd be there with your t-shirt on. You're like, oh yeah, today you go, oh, my oh, nips. Yeah, my nips. <laughs> Just like rip straight through your t-shirt <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the Norris alien. <laughs> <laughs> it rips through its clothes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it was to get the breath on it. They had to yeah, it's, humidify the air. so cool. Yeah, I know. And so... Most of it was filmed on location, so all the outside scenes were actually real. Yeah, they were filmed in British Columbia. That'd take a lot of shredded paper. Yeah, yeah, it was fake. Yeah, it would. Yeah, or mashed potato. Yeah, yeah, they have used that as well. You'd have films. to get it crazy. How how do you get mashed potato to stay that white though? It, it's hard, and it smells real bad after a while. So most people use paper now. It's but cool to do it. Is the though. paper bad yeah. for you though? When it gets in your eyes, it hurts. Yeah, I feel like that'd happen though, because it's just shredded. It's like powdered paper, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it clumps, so it it, it kind of acts like real snow. It's quite cool when you actually see it. Um, it's raining paper <laughs> out <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> yeah, we did it for remaking Auschwitz. I don't know if I spoke about this before in the podcast for Foil's War. So that's set in the forties, and we had to remake that part of Auschwitz. So I I actually built all the Zyklon B canisters. No way. Yeah. So I made this a uh, couple of scenes where they're all stacked in crates so i made all that for the set and uh yeah we sprayed all the fake snow and we had a like fake ice to cover the puddles and all the mud and it looked great it really did look amazing it was, it was in a glass yeah. factory in liverpool it's mint yeah um uh, liverpool yeah yeah i know it's a shame about liverpool yeah um but yeah it's this so like i said this was all real and recently i think it was in 2000 and oh, i say recently 2003 two of the huge fans of the film actually ventured up to british columbia to find where the location was because the burnt base they left it right really they actually blew it up yeah um not good for the environment guys you should have cleared that up yeah that's um, kind of a dick move a little bit but in the 80s, even if no they were gonna cg something yeah yeah i'd prefer they cg'd it to save the environment exactly yeah yeah um but the guys actually went and found it and now he actually has the helicopter blade from the norwegian helicopter in his prop collection that's so cool. Just, that's amazing. You'd have it on the wall, wouldn't you? Just like across there. Yeah. What would you most like from that film as a prop? As a prop? Ooh. That's a hard question. I'd like to get the fire axe from that and the fire axe from The Shining. Oh, have them crossed over. Yeah, just oh, on the wall. I'd like the Parker. That yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, the jacket. Or I'd like the spider head 
Yeah. I wouldn't want to see it every yeah, day. I wouldn't like to look at it. I'd keep it in a box that's like opaque so I couldn't see it. <laughs> keep it in a box. Yeah, it's just like shaking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look what I got. <laughs> oh, God. Like, or like have holes in the box and just let the legs stick out. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so it just covers up the head. Yeah, just put the head in the paper bag. Yeah. Or like the big ice cube. I can only have sex with it if I put it <laughs> in the paper bag. Just got a little mouthful. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. That's grim. But yeah, I, I think the jacket or one of the flamethrowers. Yeah, that'd but, be cool. Uh, flamethrowers look like flamethrowers. You yeah, know what I mean? You need something iconic. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. Yeah, you'd need something that was iconic, wouldn't you? That was yeah. so synonymous. The, yeah. the blood test. Ooh, the Petri dish. The Petri dish, yeah. That'd be really cool. With uh, the name on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's go into that scene next because we haven't so, spoke yeah. about the blood test scene. Let's go. So this is a, a very famous scene in which they finally realize now, well, they know that McCready... Well, no, they don't know McCready isn't an, a thing yet, but he's taken charge of everything. Yeah. He's got the flamethrower. They're he's got like the, a nice, He's got the man. dynamite. Yeah, they're like, oh, better sit down. Get tied <laughs> to this couch. So they, they, they tie the people who are there, they're suspecting to be the things to the couch. Are you okay? I can't reach the munchies. I'll get you the munchies. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we're eating lots of snacks. Yeah, we had uh, uh, Cadbury's Giant Buttons downstairs. We've eaten crunchy M&Ms up here, and then we've got munchies up here as well. Oh. Jordan's got his headphone cable caught in his <laughs> mouth with the munchies. No. No, send help. Um, so, the blood test scene. The tide load of people to the couch who they suspect to be the thing because they're against McCready and Windows. Also a nice bit of trivia, Mac and Windows two names of the characters that go together apparently they, they were like no just a coincidence yeah, just a good nothing yeah which is cool and um, so mccready comes up with a theory that if every part of a thing is its own creature then theoretically the blood from a person shouldn't act just as tissue mm. it shouldn't just be a liquid it should act as something that's alive that would get away from something for example a hot piece of wire so they take the hand of all the people carved down. Well, no, he takes his, his own thumb first, cuts it into a petri oh, dish. I hate that. I it hate looks it. looks really real, doesn't it, when they do it and they squeeze and all the blood comes I out. So I don't much. know if that is real, but it might be. Um, and he says, here's something to prove to you guys. I know already that I'm not one of them. So from that point now, we know McCready is not a thing because he burns his blood and nothing happens. And then the... Um so people are still denying it like that'll never work yeah so they're getting into arguments with people they burn they check windows so they unties him first gives him another flamethrower okay right he thinks he's he, mccready's sure by that point that this will work but until something happens you're never really sure back on the couch back on the couch so they check so he's arguing with childs because he's like bullshit i disagree with yeah. this this voodoo bullshit he keeps saying all the time even though he just saw an alien he's like do you believe in this shit blair <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I only yeah. nearly got eaten twice. Yeah, I don't believe it. Don't believe in aliens. And that other guy's like dropping out of the skies, man. Chariots of the gods. He's like fucking talking about Mexican aliens and stuff. Bravo, Yeah. So sombre aliens. Yeah, yeah. What aliens? Sombre aliens. So, sombre aliens. Oh, I'd make a good T-shirt. Spooky burrito. Sombre. Sombre aliens T-shirt. Yeah, it feels more like a shots like thing. Yeah, well, shots like guys get on that. Yeah, yeah. Some brilliance, some brilliance. Give me twenty percent. Twenty percent. Oh, that cut. That's like a whole profit margin. You <laughs> 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 came up with the idea. Shush. So they test the people. First one, nothing. Second one, nothing. Third one, nothing. And you're like, by now, everything usually comes in threes. So you're like, okay, 
And then he's arguing with Childs while he's checking um, the stoner guy, isn't he? Yeah. And he's like, Childs, you were the only one who could have got to that blood. We'll do you last. And then fucking does it. And then... <laughs> alien <laughs> fucking pops up. Yeah. Again, another jump scare. Yeah, it's again though. But it's a good jump scare. I don't think they're necessarily jump scares because the stuff leading up to it. So it's like with Willie's films are someone's walking down the hallway mm-hmm. and then out of the darkness, bars a monster. Something just jumps towards the yeah, camera. Or like, like, it's not like that. when you open a door, it's like you open the door. If there was something straight behind the door, mm-hmm. that'd be fine. It's always when it's like open door, nothing, then jump scare. Yeah. Whereas with this, you know what the idea is. Yeah. You know that when he touches the blood with the hot wire, something's going to happen. Yeah. So it's not really a jump scare. No, no. But it is a, it's a very good uh, example of... Doing it well? Yeah, like getting to the viewer. Yeah. It's, it's mapped out so well. It's directed perfectly. Um, and then it proves the concept of MacReady's theory. But okay, the blood now, and it, you see it like run away on the floor, don't you? Like, <laughs> ah! it's like, and, like scoots away. <laughs> but all the most horrifying thing about this is the end guy who they're, they're testing. He's now tied to the couch with all the other characters who are then all freaking out because this guy on the end just starts like bubbling and unfolding, convulsing. Yeah, he starts to shake, and then his eyes all swell up, and he just jumps out of the seat and he sticks to the yeah. ceiling. <laughs> Drops back down. Can't get me now. Can't get me now, bitch. <laughs> Can you guys stick to ceilings? Fuck gravity. And just like swings up. Yeah. And then his, his head opens and a weird tongue grabs windows and fucking bites him and he's on the, up in the air. And then he gets... Yeah, he just gets spat against the wall, doesn't he? Because when that happens to McCready, he drops his flamethrower and it hits the floor, doesn't it? And it won't work and he's trying to burn it and everyone's yeah, freaking and out. and he gets flammed. Yeah, and, and then, then it finally works and he flames that guy. He runs through the wall out into the snow and then he has to flame windows as well. Yeah... It's, it's they lose two characters in a scene. It's like it's yeah, fucking shocking. When you think about it as well, there's not many of them. No. So over the count of the film, the time of the film, it's the ten characters. Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I'm not very numbers. Um, <laughs> so over the over the course of the film, how long is it? It's like two hours. Not even that. I don't think you. There's only like a death every ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And within that one scene. That's two. That's really fast. It is, yeah. It doesn't really give you much downtime. This film, it like simultaneously There's always something happening, something horrific happening every few minutes. It's like, but at the same time, you're like, no you're one. in this flow of like, oh god, it's empty and barren, and you don't know how they're gonna get out. And then it's like, oh fuck, another one's dead, and then it's back down to like, oh god, they're all lonely and alone. And then another one happens, but because every time someone dies, they get more alone. And it's like, yeah, well, that's the they don't die. It's like a feedback loop. Yeah, they don't die quickly. But there's always something horrible happening. So it's yeah. like horrible, 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 death, horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. So it's... It's a bleak film. Yeah, definitely. It's part of the... I think it's called the Apocalypse Trilogy or the End of the World Trilogy okay. of um, John Carpenter's film. So they're not sequels to each other. But in every film, the world is ending pretty much in each one. So it's like The Mouth of Madness, The Thing, and I can't remember the last one. There's another one. Um, but it always follows the same track. So It's insert movie title here. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so after there, I mean, you think that all the things are dead until they go and check on um, the doctor. Yeah. Um, the older guy. And he's gone. Mm. And that's when they find the UFO under the ice. Yeah. So the, it's planning on just leaving. Or getting to the mainland. 
Yeah. And they can't give it that option. Yeah. Well, because the helicopter's still okay by that point. Not, no, not by that point. Because Blair, he's taken parts from the helicopter and parts from the truck. He's like harvested bits to build the UFO. That's the thing. So the creature could have taken the helicopter. Yeah, why didn't it? So I feel like it was just trying to leave. Oh. That's why it's not trying to just kill everyone. Because it's like, fucking more hassle it's worth. I'll just yeah. go. This planet's shit. Yeah, so cold. Yeah, aliens are crap. Humans so are crap. So why would it need to build its own if it can kill these people? It obviously is able to take their memories. Yeah. Why doesn't it just take the helicopter if it's trying to get everything else? I don't know. It could either brute force them all mm-hmm. and live there and then take whatever it wants and go. Or it could try and be as quiet as possible, mm-hmm. assimilate who it needs to to get the information it needs, Yeah. who would be um, Mac. Yeah. And then it could fly to... or Sorry, it could assimilate everyone to get to where it needs to be, then build the spaceship, then leave... That's a good point. Only Mac can fly the helicopter. So that's why it wouldn't fly the helicopter. Didn't know how. I don't... I think other people would need to know because if something went wrong... No, he's the pilot. He's the only one. Like, that's why no one else could go to the Norwegian base. It. I don't know because someone else would need to... If, if he died... Yeah, you'd think there'd need to be two. Exactly. Which they answer in the 2011 one. They have two uh, pilots. Uh, yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. So they do have two pilots. So who's the other pilot? But this American one doesn't. The Norwegian base does. Oh, okay. But I guess yeah. that... Yeah, th- that doesn't sit right with me that there'd only be one pilot. No, I know. Yeah, that, that's a plot point. Yeah, that is. Yeah. But also... Budget cuts. It could just... Yeah. <laughs> or it could take one of the... Um, the no, I'm thinking of The Shining where they had yeah. the cars things. Yeah, yeah, the, the snowcats. Or it could just walk. Like, it mm-hmm. obviously doesn't act the same way as... It'll still freeze, but it won't die, I don't think. Go into stasis. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. If you were in that situation, yeah. and I put this out to people on Twitter, I'm going to pull up now, how would you test someone? How would What would you come up with to try and see what happened? So, I'm trying to think. So, obviously, now I know that mm-hmm. it's burning the blood. Yeah. That's pretty much all I could think of. Because um, it has the memories of everyone else. It does. That's what a lot of people were asking. How they'd get around that if it had the memories? Could you ask it a question that they maybe they would only know the answer to? Um, I guess you could go the way of no, it wouldn't work. Shit. No, I don't know. I think it'd literally just be the blood test, and then I don't know, just try and come on to it. <laughs> See if it's, this is DTF. I'm just trying to find the question. DTA down to assimilate. Yeah. <laughs> That's well good. Better than Robin Hood podcast. Said, yes. I'd burn them with a cigarette. Okay. So like a nice little, yeah, fucking like little right behind yeah. the ear just to see if their ear like fucking ran off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Kylex Plays said, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what situation you're talking about. Fair. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, Kylex. <laughs> Get it I, watched. I was in your boat. Geeks Freaks podcast said, I'd push everyone out in the cold and hang out in the warm by- base by myself. So if it's but what if you're the alien? What if you're the alien? Exactly. You uh, bitch. Bottom of the stream, thank you again for our stickers, said, oh, it would definitely be me. Sometimes I wonder even if I'm from this planet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he was the aliens. Unreal Goals used to make Cage's Kiss podcast play the game all the time. He'd always just shoot people to see. <laughs> <laughs> if they're dead. Yeah, no, that's a risk. Um, 
gaming casual podcast said honestly just start talking to them about how i think that they're the thing <laughs> and if they even sweat get me the flamethrower <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like go to my you're the thing it's you it's you like really pressure him into it like yeah back him into a corner and see what happens you're the thing you're the thing you're the thing i'm the thing he said it he no, said it's a question, me the a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then other people did uh, so I, I used to watch this said uh, it's been a while since since i've watched did the thing keep people's memories maybe i'd ask specific things from them um that had happened in the past i'd probably believe the person would end up dead anyway <laughs> but i think they do have the memories yeah because they're they're aware of who had the key yeah, so when yeah. it came to the blood, um, who's got who got the blood out of the blood bank? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool that they have that. It is, but the the weird thing is, Copper had um, the doctor. He had access to the key, but he wasn't the thing because he got killed. And Gary wasn't the thing either, and he was, had the other key. Yeah, that's so. Who? No, it was though, because the guy who was tied to the sofa, mm-hmm. get me out this fucking, and then yeah. they burn him. No, that wasn't him. He didn't get burned. Oh no! Sorry, you're he was right. Left alive, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know who, who, who. That's still a question. It's another ambiguous thing, and that's what I love about this film is that even right down to the ending, it's incredibly ambiguous. Well, it knows how to speak English. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it is it aware of how to socialize, and it knew again how to build a spaceship. So it's got some kind of cellular memory. Yeah, but it could know that from. Ooh, it could have eaten the spaceship pilot. Exactly. Ooh. So, that, yeah. Ooh, boy. Ooh, child. Things are going to get dingier. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's... Things I guess whatever it's... Thing, 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 thing. <laughs> whatever it takes in. That was like a Bollywood song. Whatever it takes in. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't know if you could say that. I don't know. I'll bleep it if not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. Leave it. That's all right. Yeah, whatever it takes over, it must have knowledge from it. Because it takes over the brain, so it would take over... Yeah? Yeah, so it'd have its memories. Hell's yeah. Case closed. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's there like, we know. We know, guys. <laughs> so Solving cases that have already been solved. Yeah. <laughs> We're late to the party, right? From like the 70s or whenever his film was. So the ambiguous ending, how did you feel about it? Um, I'd seen the ending to the video game. So Okay. Or I'd seen someone talk about the ending to the video game and how it spoiled the movie. Does it spoil the movie? Uh, Well, you see the... Oh, yeah, you find Childs, don't you, in the... In the in the game Frozen. Uh, I think... And McCready's gone. Well, I've watched this ages ago, yeah. so I know that... Is it McCready's flying the helicopter out? Yeah. So, so, it's like, oh, he's... So, Child, Child's is dead. Yeah. McCready's flying away. Yeah, because... So, I mean, I don't know if the game's canon to do with... Apparently it is. It is. And I know there's a comic called Outpost 31. Um, the way that the film ends is that Child's it has disappeared for a while. Yep, he's gone, and McCready has like the, the final standoff with the big thing, the Blair thing. Uh, does the whole "fuck you" too, and does the the um, dynamite blows it up, and then the whole base is burned. And he sits down, and then Childs turns up, and they both sit together, and a very cool um, interaction takes place in that McCready says, "I don't know if one of us is one of those things, but either way, I don't know if the other person has." enough strength to do anything about it so let's just sit here and see what happens mm-hmm. and i think that's such a cool way to end it yeah and there's a couple of so it there's a couple of things of information parts of information that cross each other and give you different answers because one instance is that 
McCready has been making Molotov cocktails, and this is what we spoke about, yeah. in the whiskey bottles. And he gives the whiskey bottle to Childs to drink, to presumably as a friendly act to warm up, mm-hmm. lets him drink from the whiskey bottle. So it could be whiskey or it could be a Molotov cocktail made out of gasoline. We don't know that. And if it's gasoline, Childs doesn't react. So then McCready laughs. So it's like McCready knows that Childs is the thing, but they're both too cold to do anything. And also, Childs doesn't have breath. Yeah. His breath doesn't steam. But I can't remember whether he has the eye light or not. Because he does a clever thing, John Carpenter, in this film, is that he puts an eye light on anyone who is not the thing, who's human, so their eyes look brighter. And anyone who's the thing has like a shadow cast against their eyes. And that's a way you can tell who is and who isn't. But then as a contradicting thought, in the 2011 film, The Thing, the test that they find is that if anyone's got, if they've had a broken arm, they might have a metal plate in their arm. And the alien can't replicate the metal plate or fillings in your teeth. Or an earring. And it's child- got to be biological matter. Yeah. And child has an earring. So that then says that he wasn't a thing because he's got an earring in. Because the thing's not going to be, oh, fabulous, pierce my own ear again. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's funny, but I point. like their bling. Thou you know. hast the point. So, that's- so it could be that um, Mac mm-hmm. is the thing and is flying away at the ga- end of the game after killing child. Yeah. So it leaves it Ooh. open, and a lot of people didn't like the ending in the initial screenings, and they did film an alternate ending. What was the alternate of, ending? It was Matt getting away in a helicopter. Ooh. But it was never used. And I prefer the ambiguous ending. Yeah. I I do prefer it, but also kind of like, fuck you. Yeah, it's annoying, but I like, because that's the kind of thing in films that makes you look into stuff more. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. like with, or when we watch 2001 A Space Odyssey, you'll see how the ending is and you'll be like, shit, I want to know more about that. That's like really interesting. You know, there's, it's like the, the Shining with the hotel. There's loads of history behind the hotel. And there's loads yeah. of stuff to look into. So yeah, I'm glad that it does that. So I want you to give me a little roundup. What would you rate the thing? We're going to give it, we're going to rate it with pumpkins. Pumpkins. How many pumpkins? Instead of five stars, you can give it five pumpkins. Five bodacious bodacious buttery pumpkins <laughs> don't know why buttery five fucking pumpkins all right pumpkin pie <laughs> and the bodacious have got little bikinis on bikini pumpkins just the bottoms just the bottoms i was saying you know what I was saying? <laughs> this is a french beach for these pumpkins <laughs> well yeah definitely five stars or pumpkins five Fuck. pumpkins uh it's just an amazing film i'd recommend anyone watch it don't Everyone's going to say it's the best film they've seen or something like that, or it's like amazing. Go into it with, do what I did if you can. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be worse than it was. However, I have different expectations to you guys. Yeah. Um, if you like that kind of sci-fi stuff, um, you might have films that you've seen that are heavily influenced by this. Yeah. Yeah. So will. you might be like, oh, I've, I've seen this before and stuff mm-hmm. like that, whereas I hadn't. No, I, I've no, not no. seen it apart from like in dead space and yeah. things like that so i've there's been a big enough gap for me to mm-hmm. negate that yeah um but how about yourself what would you give it it's it's definitely five out there for me it's it's an iconic sci-fi film and it sets hells to the yeah. it sets a precedent like a standard for practical effects for me like everyone Which knows no one sticks to no like I, i'm a everyone knows i'm a big fan of practical effects like it's something working in tv and film that's, that's something I love, like I love making things and it goes that extra mile to show, like with practical effects, you can, 
it's all down to lighting and everything. You have to get everything right. And it shows that level of how much detail you're going to, how much effort you're putting into a production to make everything correct. Yeah. I mean, with CGI, obviously, it takes a lot of effort as well. There's a lot of sculpting and all that sort of stuff. And the lighting is still very appropriate. But to do it all in camera, on the go, and like when we watch, if we watch Aliens as well, even the giant alien queen, which was like this 25-foot monster. Oh, I've seen and, Aliens, yeah. yeah. That's all in camera. And there's guys operating it all the times. Yeah. Like with this, there's Stan Winston is uncredited, but he was actually inside the dog alien. It's insane, isn't like, it? Like making it all move, covered in KY jelly, like fucking lubed up to Ooh, hell. Delicious. I know, delicious. It was all jam and. Just slip inside and... this dog. No way. No way. <laughs> you can't stop yourself because you're too slippy. You're just like, <laughs> no, I'm in there. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It's making like a <laughs> <laughs> noise and you're trying to get out. Stan's getting luby again. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, on, somebody pull Stan out. <laughs> get him out of there. Yeah. So it's, it did. It just it set that precedent. And it's, it's a shame that uh, Rob Bettine sort of like went into hiding after a few more films after this and hasn't done anything since. Yeah. But so many people look at this as an inspiration, even if it's not the same genre, just as the production quality. Oh, yeah. So for, for me, it's fucking up there. It's, five, it's five pumpkins. I'd 100% recommend this to Five anyone. spooky pumpkins. Spook, spooky. Spooky. And right, that's it for our thing special for this episode. Thing. <laughs> special thing. It's a special thing. So should we hit some game news now? Hells yes. Let's do it, man. Get okay. me in there. It's time for us to talk about games. New ones. Games. Yeah, new, new ones. Games. Yeah, new ones. Did I mention that they're new? So uh, I've got a few things this week. Oh. So Crash the Insane Trilogy or Insane Trilogy, whatever. Uh, the Spyro Reignited games and the COD World War II game. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know why I added the at the start of the <laughs> COD. Um, they're all part of the Humble Monthly this month for 12 Dollars, I think it's like nine pounds. Well, smackaroons. Uh, we're not sponsored by them. We are just recommending them because that is crazy cheap for those games. And mm-hmm. also, you get more at the end of the month as well. Oh, These really? are just the ones that have been revealed. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. What's great. that for? Did you say which humble bundle? Hum- hum- the humble bundle. Humble well, that's bundle. for PC. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, sweet. it's really good. That's where I get some of the game keys that I give away, uh, or we give away, mm-hmm. because I just have a massive library full of them. So I don't know if I'm going to keep any of those, but. The ones that I don't, I'll definitely give away. Sweet. Um, the Stick Drift stick on drift. Nintendo Switch lights. So where you have your um, analog sticks mm-hmm. in the resting position. Oh, it's like... And it's drifting. Yeah. Already on the Switch light? It's a big problem, apparently. Shit. I know they were having problems with the, the old Switch controls. It's worse than that, apparently. Really? Oh, fuck. Come but, on, Nintendo. Something I mean, shit. They're built in. So what are you going to do? You've got to send your entire console back. Fuck's sake. Come on, guys. Bullshit, innit? You're better than this. Uh, and then we've got House of the Dead 1 and 2 are being remade. Really? Remastered, yeah. No way. No. Well, remade, I think, from ground up. Wow. No fucking way. way. We were playing at that uh, GamesCon thing, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, it was really good. I've still got the video for that that I've not posted yet. <sighs> I will post it soon. When's the ghost thing coming out, Has This month. I promise, because it's the spooky month. It's nearly done. I've just got the last EVP thing to do. There we go. Yeah, it's because this fucking TV thing I've been doing, it's just taking yeah. all my time. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And then, it's annoying, because I want to get it out. I oh, know. Have you got any more? Oh, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Have you got any more game news? Uh, I actually haven't. I've not looked anything up. That's fine. Uh, we've got something that ties in slightly to movie news, so I'm going to yes. transition. Transition. Uh, because I don't have any movie news, and this is the closest to yeah. get. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the T-1000. Mm-hmm. Is it T one? No, T eight hundred. T eight. 
T eight hundred, sorry. Yeah. Model one oh one T eight hundred. T eight hundred, sorry. T eight hundred, the Terminator is the newest playable character releasing for Mortal Kombat 11. And it looks so good. This also counts as game news. Yeah. But I'm going for movie news because that's, fuck you, that's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it looks amazing. It's coming out October 8th. I showed yeah. Haz the video and he was like, oh my God. And then <laughs> certain things happened. He was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> excited. Ah! Yeah. I creamed my little gamer pants. Like, oh, this looks so good. I'm, I, wait, I don't even play Mortal Kombat. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what, what, what? <laughs> you creamy little pants? Creamy, creamy boy pants? <laughs> yeah, it just looks It looks great. It really does. Oh, All the yeah. moves are like... Oh, it's just heavy and hard-hitting. Yeah, and really when is. someone does an X-ray attack, you can see the endoskeleton. Yeah, underneath, yeah. And like Scorpion burnt away his skin and then he was the T-800 skeleton. And then he was just like walking through yeah. attacks. Like he threw Scorpion through the spear at him yeah. and it just goes straight through him yeah, and he just, just keeps walking just, like, come come here you little bitch. <laughs> come here, let me squeeze that head of yours. Yeah, he looks <laughs> Wait, fucking great. <laughs> I don't know. Smooth. Let me squeeze that head, Let me squeeze boy. that head, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else with to do with Mortal Kombat 11? There was a couple more characters, wasn't there? Uh, there are... Sorry, I've just got a message. It's all right. <laughs> um, it's about Medieval. Oh, uh, Medieval Remake. Yes. Yeah. Fucking pre-purchased the Steelbook. Oh, like, really? Nice. The day it was announced. Yeah, I was like, Steelbook me, bitch. Yeah. We're definitely going to play that on the YouTube channel. Oh, hell. Well, we need a capture card. Ah! I can... We'll find one. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Um, what was I going to say? What, what were we discussing? Movie news. Movie news. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Oh, um... New characters. Fuck. Who was it? There Joker was in it. Joker Joker's and to it. Spawn. And Spawn. And yeah. three other characters yeah. no one gives a shit about from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, like Nighthawk. Nightwolf. 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 Yeah. Uh, Shao Tsung. Sung Shao. And then Shivar or whatever. Yeah, uh, something like I that. I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> uh, speaking of Joker, I'd like to go into movie news about that. Movie news. Do you know it? Movie news. I don't know it. Movie news. Do you know it? I got some news about movies. Nah, I've never heard of it. I went to see Joker last night, and I can tell you, holy fucking shit, it was great. I can see why people are in uproar about it, saying that it glorifies a lot of violence in yeah. a social setting, which it it doesn't glorify it because it, it's showing a perspective from someone who is mentally ill. Well, so it's not glorifying it because it's absolutely horrific. But That's what, what happens in exactly. most movies though, right? Exactly my point. People are just looking for stuff to moan about. Guys, grow the fuck up. Like, it's an amazing film. I, like, I put on Twitter, it's beautifully horrific because that is the only way I can think to do it justice. Like, from start to finish, the cinematography is like Stanley Kubrick fucking brilliance level. Really? It's really, really That's nice. Awesome. There's even like subtle things of when he's... I won't give any spoilers away, so don't worry. Nothing about plot, but like when he's the down and out character of Arthur Fleck. So like before he's the Joker. Yeah. Um, there's this set of steps that you see in the trailer of him dancing on. At the start, when he's in normal life, trying to pretend to be this normal person, he's slogging up these steps every day. And then when he becomes the Joker, he's dancing down. And it's like... His descent. He's on his descent, but he's fucking fine with it. Like, And then there's two people at the top watching him dance down, blurry, like it's supposed to be society looking down on him. And yeah. it's just, it's full of amazing shots like that. Yeah. And even the way shots are lined up and lit and... Fuck, it's not a happy film, as I said before. Like, yeah. I was sat there like, this is fucking dire. Like, after we went home, we were shell-shocked after watching it. We just sort of sat around the kitchen table, not saying much, trying to break it down. But the ending is... 
it's fucking amazing. There's a certain bit that I would have ended slightly differently or just paced it slightly differently after a certain bit because there's a particular crescendo that I would have ended it on and been like, that's that. Done. End it there. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. Like there's a particular shot and the music swell. When you get to see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And anyone who has seen it now will know what I'm talking about. So it's broken records. Uh, the first day it's hit $40 million. That's pretty big. Uh, it's it's overtaken Venom after they're taken, and it fucking deserves it. I mean, Yahween deserves some fucking awards. Yahween. Uh, and I've heard a film called Her. Yes, I believe so. Love that. Yeah, I've not seen it. I've seen bits, but I've not seen it all the way. I've got it, so I'm going to watch that. So I'm definitely on the list after watching this. Definitely. But so many people are throwing around Oscar mentions already about it. <laughs> so many people are throwing around Oscar. He just yeah. wants them to put him down. He's just like put me down. <laughs> He's really Stop small. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the scene in the apartment when people come to see Arthur, guys, you fucking know what I'm talking about. That scene was tense as fuck. Yeah, just go see it, Jordan. Okay, honestly. I will. I'm sorry. Honestly. I thought we were going to um, go see it together, but whatever. I'm sorry. It's fine. I already bought your Terminator tickets. <laughs> no. Oh, I can. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, we're going to see the, uh, Terminator 1 at the cinema for the first time for Jordan. So, yours. Double dating. You and Hannah, me and Helen. It's going to be great. Yeah. And the next bit of movie news is Spider-Man being back in the MCU. I know it's it happened last week, but it's it's big news. Yeah, it's, it is. we're not going to go into massive no, detail. No, it's you, If you've not heard it already, go look at Other people have covered it yeah. to death. Loads. Go check out the Ronin Geeks. They've had a, a big, big extensive um, yeah. part of that episode about it. But we're fucking happy. Hells yeah. Cause, How could you not yeah, be? Apparently Tom Holland was big in the talks to get them back together. <laughs> he was prominent like, guys. He's just, he's like the... Like a kid between the two parents. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Stop fighting. You're the reason we're getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. there crying. So I don't, and they're slated for two more films, I think. Okay. Um, it's just gonna be like a seventy thirty deal, and that's like it's it's all money. Yeah, that's the thing. It's people being greedy, and you know, but just make good, good films. Job, and stop arguing about money, because if you if you make the brand good, it'll make you money. Yeah. Stop worrying about short term. Play the fucking long game. You're supposed to be a business guy. If you get a chance oh. and you've not seen it already, watch the Jack and Dean sketch of Spider Man. Because it's yeah. just, it's, it's really funny. It's it's so good. It's just like we made we made an animated one. Where you were black about time and yeah. white, okay, and Asian, yeah. <laughs> and black and white, yeah. and a girl, it's and really a pig. Yeah, it's and a just pig. like amazing. It's like what? Yeah, and uh, that's all my movie news for today. So should we get into weekly recommends? Things ever watched and played to recommend to you? Yes. So what is your recommend? <laughs> Stardew Valley, 14 hours a day yeah. for five days. Rocking that shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It nearly made me go to bed so late I wouldn't have woke up for this. Yeah. I went to bed at like 4 a.m. Fucking hell, Jordan. Well, I had I slept in. Yeah. Um, in bed, right? Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep in you. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, yeah, I went to. I woke up late yesterday. Yeah. So I'd stayed up and I had a stupidly had a coffee at like midnight. Yeah. So I was just laying Bad in bed. Moves. But yeah, playing Stardew Valley till half three and was like, uh-oh. Yeah. So that is that your new play as well as your weekly recommend? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. It's um, It's been a godsend, especially with like, I've not been able to sit at my computer desk. Yeah. So uh, if you've noticed on YouTube, we, we were on a break for from the podcast. So I took the opportunity to... <laughs> we were on a break! <laughs> <laughs> um. So I kind of, I went to upload some stuff 
I would get some stuff recorded and I just couldn't. I couldn't sit at my desk yeah, for yeah. more than half an hour. Even with so. his new fancy chair. Yeah, I got my Secret Labs chair as well. Yeah, Secret Labs. It's very fancy. So I've got an Omega. Omega chair as well now because I've got his cast off. I'm not on a stool yeah. anymore. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And this dead nice studio with all this fancy equipment and I was on a stool. It was it was a red office chair. It was a nice stool. It was a, it's not a stool. <laughs> I know, I'm only joking. <laughs> that was Hannah's old chair. Yeah, no, it was an alright chair. It was fine. Uh, so my weekly recommend is Joker. Obviously, yes. go fucking see it. Um, but my new play is a game called The Creature in the Well. Don't know if you've heard that. No. Uh, it's on uh, Game Pass, so you'll be able to get it. Okay. Because you've got the ultimate now. Um, it's a thank you again, Kylix. Yes, thank you, Kylix. You wonderful boy. Um, we've got this. It's like I don't know how to explain. So it is. It's top down with a slight perspective. No, it's not quite isometric. Okay. Um, it's almost like Link's Awakening. You know, like the sort of angled top down. Yeah. And it's. It's a really weird game. I, don't, I, I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the, the the little tile on the thing and thought, you know what? That looks cool. What genre is it? It's and it's almost like a twin stick shooter. Okay. But it's not a shooter. You have a sword and you have, well, you have two different weapons. One that can hit things and bounce it away. And the other one which charges it up and holds it where it is so you have to it's almost like pinball at the same time so you're walking through dungeons where these little balls of light hit you and you can charge them up and then scatter them across and you've got to like ricochet them off loads of different things on the map to charge up energy to unlock doors to carry on through the dungeon okay and the settings in this weird like broken down um like industrial complex in the desert where there's this little town that's the last town that's left and all that i can sort of glean from the information that i've seen so far is this weird creature that lives that you always see that eyes open in the in the, the depths below you on yeah. walkways and it talks to you saying that you're the last one of these engineers and the rest of them couldn't stop me so why are you even trying and it's like it's it's really weird. Fuck it's you, like, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, guy. It's like this this dark demon thing is with you from the start. Yeah. Which is a really nice idea that the the end boss would be with you the whole way. Sort of like hitting little insults at you. Yeah. And that's all I can get so far. But it's really cool. The art style is beautiful. It's almost like cell shaded, really colourful. Um, but yeah, that's my new play. And I'd recommend checking it out, especially if you've got Game Pass because it's free on there. Yeah, I'll give it a uh, bash. And the not? soundtrack's really, really nice. That'd be good. It yeah. feels like an indie game. I'm up for that. Yeah. I need I need more games like that. I'm not a massive fan of twin stick shooters. Though. Yeah, it's, but it's I not Hotline it's like, Miami. That it reminds me of Hotline Miami and Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, I've never Kinda really like got into put those Hyperlight together. Drifter. I started playing it, but I've not played any more of it because it's sort of once you get into it and you lose where you're up to, kind of like Zelda, you're kind of lost and you're like, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, so you you have like a plan in your head. Don't yeah, you? yeah. No, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, but, I'll definitely yeah, have but a definitely look at check it, that though. out. Um, so yeah, I think we should end it there. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. If there's anything else, oh, I beat um, I beat Slide the Spire. I beat the Heart. Just downloaded it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you're playing it, you need to beat the game once. Yep. Then beat the game with each of the three characters. Okay. And then you can, <laughs> then you can get the keys, get yeah, get the keys, which are these like different triangles. Yeah. You need to get three of those, then beat the boss, and then go through to beat the heart, which is the final boss. And I okay. finally did it with one character. I did it with Ironclad. Uh-huh. Well um, and I think I'm done with the game now. I'm done now. 
I just don't have the dedication. To, I was talking to my mate about how fucking hard and bullshit that boss is. Yeah. As I was talking to him about it, first time I spoke to him in months because mm-hmm. he's just he moved away and stuff like that. I've just been busy. Yeah. Spoke to him. I was just like, it's bullshit. I'm never gonna do this. Did it. Really? <laughs> While talking to him, I was like, "You're fucking kidding yeah, me!" I just done it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. Awesome. It's good. Uh, definitely worth playing. Get yeah. get some time dropped into that bad boy. Yeah. Right, we've got to end it there because we're at an hour forty. Fuck, really? Yeah. Holy damn! I know. Christ, so thank man. you guys for welcoming us back into the burrito thank family you. seats. Burrito family seats. Burrito family seats. It's great yeah. to be back, and we'll see you on next Wednesday. For our second spooky, which we'll be having bottom of the stream guesting on with us. Yeah. And we'll be talking at The Shining. Yeah, it's great. Great to be back, guys. It thank is. you so much. Yes, thank you for being so patient with us yes, coming back. Yes, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Grief Burrito, if you haven't already, and YouTube.com forward slash Grief Burrito. Yeah. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. guys it's your spooky boy harrison again so thank you so much for listening to the first of our spooky spectacular episodes on next week's show we'll be having adam and nick from bottom of the stream and we're going to be covering the shining so that should be an awesome show uh, this is the part of the show where i ask you to review us so if you can head over to itunes and leave us a review there it really helps us to find new people and helps us keep making content that you enjoy and also we're now on Podchaser, which is an awesome new site that's just been launched it helps you to connect to your favorite shows and we're currently rocking that top number one spot in the video games category which we can't fucking believe but it's great so if you can head over there as well and leave us a star rating and review even if it's just a copy and paste from your itunes one again it really helps us and we don't mind and also while you're there make sure to follow the list that we're in which is called pod nation it's amazing to be surrounded by all these great podcasts at the moment we've found some really great friends on there and uh, we're really enjoying it and it's great to be back so thank you for being so patient while we had our little break But anyway, i got to go and do some spooky stuff anyway because it's October now and I can see the moon outside. So see you next week.